broadcasting live from the R&R studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Presented by Tequila Embajador. some concern we've got some guys getting examined uh gerald mccoy uh denzel good marcus mariota to name a few uh we'll have to have to see the official evaluation here shortly that's john gruden the raiders head coach speaking today uh over at the practice facility uh in henderson and and lincoln it doesn't look good yeah it doesn't look good i didn't i didn't mean to cut you off any i was just saying that i I got a report from uh, Paul Gutierrez that it looks like uh, Denzel Good has lost for the season with a torn ACL. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, definitely uh, reported that a little bit earlier. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, ACL. So Denzel Good uh, is, is down for the count, unfortunately. Um, it happens in football. And we've got a, uh, a whole bunch of calls. So uh, okay. uh, Madro, ABA, uh, Ivan, uh, Ross E in Australia and Mitch in New Jersey. Uh, hang on because we're going get, to get right to you. But we definitely got to talk about these injuries really quick. Uh, sometimes there's a price to pay uh, in professional sports and, and in football uh, when you win a football game. And, and the question now, Lincoln, is how price, how high of a price uh, do the Raiders have to play? We know that uh, Denzel Good is going to be out for the season, unfortunately, uh, with a torn ACL. Uh, they really need to get Richie Incognito back, uh, no question. So it'll be the Richie Incognito and John Simpson show if Richie Incognito can get healthy. But also, Unique Ngakwe with the hamstring, Gerald McCoy with the knee. Um, they need both of those players back um, as quickly as possible because both of them, to me, and I think you saw the same thing, Lincoln, uh, were making a difference out on the football field last night. Yeah, you know, well, I don't know the extent of the McCoy injury, but I will tell you with a hamstring injury, it's not an immediate turn brown. It's, it's the soft tissue that you often worry about when um, it's a strain and – the thing about that is that you, if you come back too soon, you do more damage than good. So you really have to play it close to the cuff. However, yeah. now that you you know you lost Denzel Good, you put him on IR, um, and I don't know what the prognosis of Incognito where he's at physically. But the Raiders were gambling when they you know they when they they said he said he was going to come back another year with the age and the tear you know the wear that he's had on his body. They were gambling that he would be uh, available. And they thought that, you know, with the development of John Simpson that they'll be okay, but they were anticipating Denzel Good to be there because he was there all last season. So this is a very uh, – this is a hard injury to swallow now. It is because he also provides coverage at tackle just yeah. in case. Yeah. Um, so yeah. uh, kind of a double whammy uh, there. Uh, back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, Madro is on the line. How you doing, Madro? Do we have Madro? All right. He dropped. Uh, move. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He dropped. Okay. Uh, going right back out uh, to ABA Ivan. How you doing, ABA? ABA, how you doing, brother? All right. Well, I'm going to have Damon uh, give us a, uh, a rundown on who, who's still left uh, on the phone lines. Uh, but uh, in between uh, that, um, just talking about these injuries, uh, Lincoln. Uh, and, no, we and... got ABA Raider. You know, sometimes that happens. Okay. Uh, ABA, how you doing, man? 
Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Uh, we got you loud and clear, brother. How are you doing? Uh, just hanging in there. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Love you, Link. Man, you're one of my favorite players, man. Too bad that you know you had to retire. Man, we could use you today. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, um, I just wanted to give the defense uh, credit. and uh, but, uh, One of the biggest problems I think I've seen out of them is up the middle gap at the table. When you've got a dynamic uh, runner like uh, Lamar Jackson, whose feet are just absolutely amazing. He made some amazing you know, moves in the hole. You gotta, you cannot get pushed out your gap. A couple of times I saw the only place he had to go was up the middle. And you just, I mean, even if you don't get penetration, you got to, you got to stay in that gap somehow and, and let the ends, you know, have a shot at getting to him, make him bounce to the outside where you get linebacker help. At least I hope they're coming down the line. Okay, uh, you know, to uh, to cover that, to cover that edge. We at least push him out of bounds. Okay, and so, I mean, we didn't do it. I mean, we, he's an amazing runner, and some of them runs they actually did have gap containment. He just did it anyway. I'm okay with those. I mean, that's just nothing you could do. But a couple of times we would have had sacks. It wasn't that many times, but a couple of times we had, we could have had a couple of sacks that would have made a difference had we had some gap containment. And uh, I'm with you guys. A lot of these, I'm just giving you a little tip because I'm because I'm in chat rooms all the time with some of these guys that hate car. Most of these guys are attention getters. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're looking for attention, and some of them are posing as fake fans, fake Raider fans, so they can come in and talk smack because they do it too often. Okay, and to say that because Raider fans are extremely knowledgeable in football, at least real Raider fans are. Okay, and so these guys, and so some of us like. It's clear that you're not a fan. Just leave, because you can't. You can't be this stupid. You just can't. Okay, and so uh, we call them chief fans in our chat room. Hey, chief fan, how you doing? <laughs> and so, uh, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I appreciate the call, and um, yeah, I, I, I just sometimes I get fired up because I'm like, what are you watching? I'm sorry, but it's like. Uh, there's no quarterback that's perfect, but Derek Carr played a, a, a damn good football game last night, and you don't win without him. Who are you going to – do you expect Marcus Mariota, who was, by the way, banged up at that point, to come in and, and do what Derek Carr did? I don't think he's capable of doing that, not not at this point in his career. Uh, I think the, the Raiders are fortunate to have a quarterback like Derek Carr. Now, if somebody better came along, obviously you gotta you got you to gotta move in that direction if somebody better comes along. But the, the level of football that Derek Carr is playing, blemishes and all last night, Lincoln, is a pretty high, high level. It's, it's hard to find somebody that's going to give them more than that. Well, look, I mean, when you throw the ball, as you said in the last hour, you throw the ball, what, 54 times, there's going to be some mistakes. Yeah. There's, it's not going to be a perfect game. And the fact that you're, you're one-dimensional where you don't have a running game or any consistency out of the running game, you just saw a couple flashes, that really hinders you as what you're capable of doing. And I'm not overly critical of Derek on on the, the, the bigger issues. You know, there are times where I've seen him throw just blind touchdowns. There are, the, you know, but the, the criticism that I take away from last night for him, there was two things. Um, one, don't try to force the ball to Waller all the time. Right. It, it, it becomes predictable. Okay, it, it really does. And you're not looking at anyone else. You're not doing yourself any favors. I saw frustration on Henry Ruggs' part. I saw frustration on Zay Jones' part. All your other receivers scrambling around. Don't just try to get, you know, Darren Waller all pro status in game one. Spread the ball around. I don't envy him in that, that position because there's only one football. 
and you've got so many people capable. But you have to, one, trust in your offensive line, and more importantly, trusting your receivers that they're going to get open. So that's, that's the big thing. Don't force the ball to Darren Waller. Also, you know, there are times where, where what, what I get critical of Derek is that when he's trying so hard with the 50-50 balls, throwing it up for grabs, that it just looks like you're putting the ball in jeopardy. I mean, there were times where the, 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 the defenders for the Ravens were running the routes better than the, the receivers were. And here's the thing. The receivers collectively have to understand. The Baltimore Ravens are a very physical secondary. And they were playing very physical, very hands-on, very physical. The refs let them play. You can't get frustrated when that happens. You've got to find a way to pl- pl- climb above that. And that's why I tip my hat to what Brian Edwards did to close out the game pretty much was when he decided to be as physical that they were playing him. That's what Henry Ruggs III needs to learn. Henry, Hunter Renfro has learned it, especially when people are going to try to beat him up. I mean, he almost got decapitated by the linebacker, Patrick Queen, last night. He was coming on a crossing route. <laughs> you Hunter, know, that's what, Hunter Renfro? Yeah, Hunter Renfro, and that's what yeah, they call there, the, there the, the Raider, penalty. There are some Raider people who thought that was a dirty play. Absolutely. Play. So, I mean, but you, this is what you're going to have to play because there are secondaries in this league that play with intimidation. The Ravens are one of them. The Steelers are one of them. Yes. So you have to be mindful of that going forward, and that's why it's going to be – that's why, you know, it's Derek whose leadership they depend on. And they look for it because he's the senior. He's the captain. And so there are going to be times where he's going to have to make sure, hey, get them open, coach them up. What do they need to do in their timing routes? Whatever it is to, to be better, to be more improved as they progress through the season not rather than regress. Ross E. is in Australia. How you doing, Ross E.? Uh, I'm doing really well uh, with, uh, with the victory. Um, I agree with what Lincoln said about uh, DC and throwing to Waller. I think that uh, that potentially there is some preseason snaps there that uh, that would have been helpful to for just Rugs and Edwards, even if he's just playing with still with Peterman, just to be out there. Um, I felt like they were out of their depth in the first half, um, and the car just really wasn't looking in their direction. Um, but ultimately, I, you know, let, let's look at the, the positive side. It, we won and O in a game that we were underdogs for. Uh, we played a really good defense, and we play another one. And you know what? Big Ben's not getting out of that collapsing pocket the same way that uh, Lamar was last night. And I think that there's just a lot of building uh, that can happen after a great win like that. Uh, and, yeah, injuries, they're, they're part and parcel. But I wouldn't swap Derek Carr for any quarterback. He's cerebral at the line, calling plays, checking out of what Gruden's called and checking in the right play, 56 times throwing. I, I, I'm staggered at any Raider fan that and any true Raider fan that says Derek Carr had a poor game and made poor decisions yesterday. Yeah, I mean, ex- 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 thank you. Um, he didn't play perfect. I, I very rarely does does a quarterback play perfect. You know, maybe a Patrick Mahomes every once in a while. Uh, but those guys are far and few between. If there really is anyone on the face of this earth that's going to give you a perfect game, um, but to say that. For anyone to suggest that the Raiders won in spite of Derek Carr, I think it's just ludicrous. You had to have Derek Carr 
doing what he did in order to win. Did he make mistakes? Yes. Alex Leatherwood made mistakes. Corey Littleton made mistakes. Uh, Derek or, or Darren Waller let a couple of balls go through his hands. He made some mistakes. Everybody makes some mistakes in a football game. You just can't be in a position, and this is where the Raiders have been for far too long, that if your quarterback makes a couple of mistakes, you're not capable of overcoming them because you don't have a good enough team around him. Lincoln, NFC Championship game last year, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Did Tom Brady have a good game in that not, in that game? No, should not have won. Threw three, three interceptions. All right. That's <laughs> sometimes winning in spite of you. I'll give you that. That was the, the Packers or the, the Buccaneers won almost in spite of their quarterback in that game because they were good enough to overcome it. That's what complimentary football is all about. Even the great Tom Brady had a bad game in the NFC Championship game, and it was only because his defense was so good that they were able to withstand that and still win the football game. What I think, instead of saying that the Raiders won in spite of, of Derek Carr, who really, you know, without him you don't win, but just acknowledge the fact or be appreciative of the fact that even when the quarterback made mistakes for the one of the few times in a long time, you still were good enough to overcome the mistake that the quarterback made. Because in the past, Lincoln, that didn't happen. They weren't good enough. In the past, that interception, Lincoln, uh, in overtime leads to a game-winning field goal or touchdown. End of story. That's yeah. never that, – that would, that would have happened 100% of the time. Yeah. But, yeah, right. and, and 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 you're absolutely right because after the turnover happened, the 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 team was deflated, the crowd was deflated. I mean, there there was a lot of you know, oh my gosh, here we go again. You know, we're on the cusp of winning, and we're about to let it roll through our fingers. And you know what? For for what it's worth, and depending on how you look at it, if you believe in a higher power or whatever serendipity, however you want to look at it, you know, Carl Nassib wasn't blocked on that blitz. The tackle and the guard converged on the linebacker. So one of them made a mistake. Right. Carl Nassau is you never. There's no offense that's going to allow a defensive end to have a free run at your quarterback. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's no play. There's no blocking structure. So someone messed up on the Ravens uniform, and it just so happened that Carl Nassib struck Lamar Jackson in a way where he was careless of the ball. Lamar is usually careless with the ball because he plays so loose with it. But he jammed it out, and obviously, you know, I think it was a uh, or Thomas, one of the somebody who got the the, the recovered the fumble. Um, but uh, you know, falling back into the off- offense's hand. I mean, that was a beautiful thing. That was, that was, no, a, I mean, it was a beautiful thing. No question. And let's also face it. The only reason that they're in overtime was because that was a, that was a, um, I don't want to use the word I was just thinking about, but that drive was a clutch drive to get Carlson into, into somewhere yeah. 37 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And the Raiders used all but two of those seconds to get where they needed to get to. And, Credit to Derek Carr, credit to the offensive line for buckling down and giving them the time. Definitely credit uh, Brian Edwards for stepping up in that moment, an 18-yard gain and a 20-yard gain. And, of course, Daniel Carlson for coming up clutch with a 55-yard field goal. That's no joke to kick it that far. Um, So, to me, Lincoln, the quarterback is somebody to celebrate, the young wide receivers who stepped up, an offensive line that seemed to grow up a little bit as the game went on in spite of some mistakes. And, and you know, I do want to get your thoughts on, on the offensive line. It was shaky, to say the least, mm-hmm. uh, for some of those guys. A defense that, was, that, that, that got better as the game went on and came up with some timely plays. I just think there's a lot to like 
about what happened uh, last night with the Raiders. And back out to the Raider Nation listener line, Mitch is in New Jersey. How you doing, Mitch? I'm getting stopped. Oh, What's Mitch. that, Mitch? 75, I do Mitch, come on. Mitch, we can't hear you, man. I think Mitch is uh he was uh he had somebody else he was talking to. Okay. We got it. You know what? For Christmas, Demond, I think we need to send Mitch a landline. How about that? Should we? Should we pitch in and buy Mitch a uh, landline? Is he a loyal listener or something? Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he calls in pretty much every day, but I think he's yes, got. Yes, he is a loyal listener. But I'm sorry about that, Mitch. But we're gonna go. We're gonna keep this thing rolling. We're gonna go out to Don. All right. Very good. Don is on the line. Uh, want to talk about the Raiders? How you doing, Don? Hey, what's going on, y'all? We're doing um, good, man. Hey, Lincoln, I, I I wanted to piggyback on what you said earlier um, about DC. Um, you know, I, I honestly believe um, DC is in this 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 sphere um, that's rare. His floor and his ceiling is at the same level, <laughs> and 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 that's the issue when when we when you hear Raider fans talking about. Uh, what, whether they're they're pro DC or they're anti DC, they're 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 judging it from that 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 stratosphere. They 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 see in our division alone. They see you know Mahomes and they see what he's doing. Um, they see the new booty come in for, that's in that's it that's with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know they're, they're seeing these things and they're seeing higher ceilings. So so it, when they when they when they gauge and they see those higher ceilings. And they look at the quarterback that we have. It, it it's kind of it's kind of like um, it's kind of like that girlfriend that was good for you, and she was she was a a, a eight, but then a, a a ten walked in, and you like you liked that ten, but she was really no good for you, but you liked her, and that and and that and that's it's kind of like that, you know. They 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 don't appreciate a lot of people want to appreciate the things that Derek is doing due to that fact. They don't they don't see him ever being able to to rise above what he is but they but they know for sure he'll never go below what he is that that's that's the first thing and i think that's 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 something that's rare you know and i don't think a lot of people understand that the second thing i wanted to say is he was he was definitely forcing the ball to water yesterday yep. and that was that was irking me uh to the to the 10th degree um you even seeing like 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 Lincoln was saying you even see the frustration and i can i can call out one play that he threw the ball to Henry Ruggs, and he he threw it behind Henry, and Henry got up and he pointed to the outside, like throw it throw it a little bit more out, and he's never done that. He's never done. He's never approached DC like that. Like, hey, you know, push it out a little bit more. That was something that let me know, hey, you know, that, that the frustration was setting in when it came to the young receivers, and I had expected the young receivers to step up. I had called both of them for five and eighty. I was looking for 580 from 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 Edwards and Ruggs yesterday night. Edwards did it, you know. So that that's another thing. And then the final thing, uh, I believe that I, I, at first I was kind of worried that we were that we were going to see that we had to play Baltimore and that we had to play Pittsburgh in two weeks. But now I'm I'm actually happy. Why? Because if we think about it, in the past 15 years or so. The AFC North has been the prominent division in the AFC outside of New England, and in saying that, they've 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 set a culture for that not only that division, but those two franchises in themselves have set a culture, and that culture is consistent. 
If we can go in and at least come out of that out of these two games one and one, that's saying that this team has developed. It's it's showing that this team has actually put a foundation and a floor together. Now the ceiling is what we need to figure out, but that it's saying that okay, yeah, y'all have established a culture too, and and that's something that I I, I didn't think about earlier. But last night really showed a lot due to the fact that they have fight. I said earlier today with Clay and them. That t- if this was the same team that we played, if this was the same team last year in the Atlanta game, we lose. If this was the same team that, that played that Jets game, we lose. So, so I, I see a lot of development. I see a lot of, uh, of growth. And, and I, I really hope that a lot of the Raider fans are, are looking at this time and appreciating, one, what we've, what we've had, which is the, the, our, our signal caller, for the last eight years. He's done things that... Yeah, all of us will be pissed off about, but he's also done things that have people talking about us too. So, you know, give the respect where it's, where, where it's needed and, and, and be harsh where it's needed too. Just be consistent, be level with it. And I got a too, question for you. Uh, yeah. it's, it was a great call, and I really appreciate the insight. Um, uh, excellent call. L- let me ask you this as a Raider fan um, and somebody that's watched Derek Carr now for a while. Was there was there a part of you that felt like you know what he's going to get it together? Derek's going to get it together. The offense is going to be fine. Or were you when he was struggling early on? Were you like worried this is not going to be good the whole game? Or did you feel like you know what I got enough confidence in my quarterback that I feel like he's going to get it together? Um, I'm gonna be honest. Um, when when we went down fourteen nothing, um, I, I was I was in my feelings a little bit. But we went down fourteen nothing kind of quick, and and what 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 went through my head at that time was this is a chance for me to see what the defense is actually about. I wasn't necessarily looking at DC that he was going to bring us back. What I was looking at was okay now you now now this is where the money is made. You know y'all done put yourself in a hole, and you're going to have to dig yourself out against a very good team. Um, I was I, I would say when I, I was never worried. Uh, about uh, getting blown out. That's, that was never in my mind. I just didn't want to get embarrassed. I started to notice that, they, that, that D.C. started to get his groove around, I'll say, I'll say you know, right before, right when they, when they went down there and went, and, and right before halftime, it, 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 they, they put up 10 points and put up that field goal. That's when you can see D.C. start to settle down. That third quarter, and especially that fourth quarter, he was he was on fire. He was the DC that we expect to see. Um, I so I I never lost I I never have lost confidence in what DC can bring to the table. The man has brought us back from games that I never thought he would ever bring us back. You know from that two minute drill or that thirty second drill should show everybody. And I don't care if you're a hater or not. That thirty seven seconds that he got us into field goal should show everybody what he's capable of doing. There's not too many people. There's not too many quarterbacks in this league that would be able to do that with no timeouts. Be able to be the leader to get them on at the line of scrimmage, get them set. That's important. Get them to the line of scrimmage and get them set with 37 seconds left, no timeouts, and be able to kick a successful field goal. That's not something that a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL are able to are capable to lead their men to do. So well, I, I hey man, 
Thank, I, I, I truly appreciate the call. Uh, uh, it was it was a great call, and and you know not just because we're kind of on the same you know wavelength right there. Um, you you really brought it, and I appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. Uh, give us a call back uh, for sure. But Lincoln, he, he's right. And that thirty seven second drill right there was a clinic because it, there's so much going on there, Lincoln. You know that because you've done it. You've been in that situation. Play, get to the line of scrimmage, get the next play off, uh, get to the line of scrimmage, spike the ball, all of that stuff. It's madness going on down there, Lincoln. And you have to have somebody that you have confidence in and is capable of pulling off those type of situations. And Derek Hart did. Well, that's why he's a leader, too. I mean, that's why he's the captain. That experience showed, especially in that scenario, that situation, understanding what you had, not realizing, not panicking and saying, you know what, we have to throw sidelines because we're out of timeouts. No, you can throw in the middle of the field, but you got to hurry down and down the ball. And, and that's that's experience. Absolutely. Uh, uh, no question about it. Great call, like I said. Don't be a stranger. Uh, we'd appreciate it anytime, anytime you call. Uh, you're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. It always goes back to the quarterback. I'm dumbfounded that anybody that woke up Tuesday morning, flaws and all, across the board, including the quarterback, would sit there and really be having a discussion of it's time to get rid of Derek Carr after what he did last night uh, to save everybody's bacon along with a whole bunch of other players. No, I, it's just, it's, it's, it's maddening. We'll talk to you on the other side. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Third down and four for Carr, who goes back into the gun. Rugs to the left. Edwards to the right. They're coming. In a hurry, throws down the right sideline, jump ball, caught, it's caught, it's caught, touchdown, touchdown, jackpot baby, Raiders win. After review, the runner was short of the goal line, it will be first down and 10 with the ball at the one yard line. Man, everybody was a little discombobulated there, uh, Lincoln. The referee saying first and ten from the uh, one foot line. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's first and goal, by the way. But I, hey, I don't even blame the guy. Uh, it was just madness, craziness. You're trying to get players off the field. You're trying to get staffers, cameramen, reporters. I mean, the whole nine yards down on the field uh, at that moment. Because guess what? You got to go back out there uh, and play. He's got a referee. Um, it was just a crazy uh, situation. Uh, before I get to your thoughts on um, on what was going on right there, just wanted to let everybody know that the Raiders have made a move. Uh, they've uh, added a uh, defensive tackle, uh, Damian Square, uh, from the from the uh, Chicago Bears practice squad, adding him to the 53-man roster. Uh, as we all know, Denzel Good, uh, the the guard, uh, is is headed to IR at some point. He's lost to the season to ACL. Uh, don't know what the status now is of Gerald McCoy or um, Unique Ngakwe. But usually when you sign somebody at a position, it means that, you know, one of those or both of those players uh, might be headed to uh, to either the IR and miss a couple of games or, you know, be inactive and, and because they're not able to go because of the injuries. We'll find out uh, all that here in the next day or so, if not later tonight. But in the meantime, uh, Lincoln, they go out and sign Damian Square from the Chicago Bears practice squad, add him to the 53-man roster. I certainly hope that they reached out to Lester Cotton 
or, or somebody on the offensive line because they need to build bolster the depth. Even if they get Richie Incognito back, and you know you got John Simpson and Uminor, 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 um, who played pretty well by the way. He did play pretty well in his stead. Now he's a veteran. He's he's a fifth year guy. He was originally drafted by the Ravens. Uh, uh, so yeah, he, he's a guy who's capable. I don't know if he's the answer. And with Denzel Good being gone for the season, I like the way that Cotton uh, played in the preseason. I did. I thought he was he was spot on. And I also liked the way that John Simpson played last night. Um, I, I did learn a little bit more about him. I, you had told me in the offseason was in a weight room. He had changed his sort of physical, physical build, and, and, and I think it really showed off last night. He did well against the, um, uh, the bull rushes of Justin Ellis and a lot of the defensive tackles. Stood up well against Calais Campbell, who's six foot eight, so he's, he's towering over him. He did well in, in that setting. So I, I, that was a good sign, uh, the way him and Colton Miller played. Um, yeah, and uh, just so you know, uh, Lester Cotton is on the practice squad. So, oh, he uh, is? Oh, okay, the, I didn't know if yeah. he was signed in the practice squad. So, yeah. Yep, for sure. He's in the building, so that's okay. good, um, you know, uh, that they have some reinforcements just yeah. in case. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they, they did go to uh, the newcomer who's been in the building for about a week or so. But I kind of liked that signing. Um, uh, I'm going to get his name here because I want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. Uh, I liked that signing when I did some uh, looking into uh, on Illuminor, uh-huh. uh, Jermaine Illuminor. Uh-huh. Um, this guy's played some football now. He has. Uh, yeah, he's he played for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He played some tackle for the Patriots. That yeah. might not be looking at him. He's 6'4", 345 to me anyway. That kind of projects more as a guard, but he got a lot of tackle time, including some starting time, a lot of starting time with the Patriots. Yeah. So he doesn't come in here, um, you know, uh, with, with eyes bulging or anything like that. He's been there, done that a little bit. So not a bad guy uh, to have off the bench and, and kind of served his purpose, purpose last night, right, Lincoln? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he, he, that's what he was, he was lined up for. I didn't know much about him, but as you mentioned, a fifth-year guy out of uh, Texas A&M, I think it was a fifth-round pick by the Ravens. Um, a couple years, a few years back, and he's had some experience. He's been around, and, and so he's well-traveled and well-seasoned. Uh, I think he's had like 29 starts in his career. So, um, And these are just num- numbers that I was looking at last night when, when I saw him in the game. But, it's look, it's an uphill battle. Um, you know, in, in my criticism uh, in looking at the offensive line, I thought, you know, Leatherwood struggled at the beginning. Um, and it was, just, it was just technique. He was going up against two of the better – defensive ends in the line in, in, in the league, you know, and Pernell McPhee as well as Justin Houston. Both of them are insane when it comes to the bull rush. These are very powerful guys. And there were a couple times where it took Alex by a little bit by a little bit of surprise where he has to be ready for it in the future because that's the first place that guys are going to try him rather than run around him. And then there was a couple times where he gave up his outside shoulder and there was one time where he, he just blocked it wrong and let the defensive end run free and make a sack. That was that was his bad. But that with Andre James getting his first start, um, there were there was just one mistake that I was utterly critical of, and that was when he miscounted the linebackers and the, the you know the the Patrick Green number six ran up the B gap and sacked Derek Carr. You just he, the, the, the guards, I mean, the, the center and the offensive line are always responsible for the five most dangerous guys. Right. More times than not, when you do your film study, you know who the middle, middle backer is. In this case, you know that it's Patrick Queen, number six. So when you come to the line, unless Derek calls you off of him, you're calling out the Mike backer. 
And the center, if he's uncovered, that's what you and the two guards are responsible for. Wherever he goes, if he goes outside the tackle, then you're sliding out. The center, the right guard, the right tackle are sliding out. But you're always responsible for the five most dangerous guys. And in that case, he miscounted because he turned left and there was nobody to block Patrick Queen who just came through the B-gap on a Mike Dog and sacked the quarterback. So that was a little bit of a mistake. But those are the mistakes that you can't afford to have because you don't want to get your quarterback killed. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Eddie is in L.A. How you doing, Eddie? Hey, Big Nick. Eddie. What's up, bud? What's up, my man? Yeah, I, you know, I still it still dumbfounds me, the criticism. You know, it, uh, I'm Derek Carr. If it's constructive criticism, I get it. You know, there was plays you could dissect and, and criticize them for, and, and rightfully so. There was mistakes he made. It was, you know, it, it, it could be attributed to not playing in preseason and, and all that good things, but... To flat out come out and say they won in spite of them, it's, it literally puts in question, are you really watching the same game that everybody else was watching? I mean, the criticism on him out in the East Coast bias media was that he's not mentally tough, that John Cruden doesn't believe in him, that he's going to get rid of him. You're going to tell me if you watched that game last night, you're going to tell me Derek Carr was not mentally tough, orchestrating that comeback, keeping everybody involved. Yes, was he targeting uh, Waller too much? Yes, I was right there with you guys. That's the constructive criticism I'm talking about. There was some of course that he he was throwing behind a little. He should, of course, that those are things that we can, us Raider fans, we can nitpick on because we want we want him to be better, no doubt. But to sit there and and try to make something that's not even there, it's what dumbfounds me. I don't understand it, but you know, it is those people will not never like him. They're just not going to like him, just like they're not going to like. Uh, you know, uh, uh, some certain uh, coaches in our team. It's just, it, I don't, uh, short of winning a Super Bowl, I don't know what else he can do. I mean, the guy went in there and played on one of the most physical and best defenses in the league, and he orchestrated and brought us back. I mean, not once, but twice. So a bunch of times. Exactly, throughout yeah. the game. There was plenty of times there. I, I saw him under duress where I said, man, you know, he's, he's really, you know, he's got to be careful out there. I was starting wondering, you know, is he, is, is he going to, are you going to start seeing a little bit of the negative things coming out out of him? And no, he cleaned it up. He bought it back. He played, he made the plays when they needed to. Defense made the plays when they needed to. And isn't, isn't that exactly what we've been asking for? For them to step up in the big moments in games like last night. I mean, we played a physical team. Isn't the, 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 the best telling to come out of that game? They found a way to win against a physical team. I mean, that's not a team. Our Raider teams, I don't, know, I don't even know if you can go all the way back to 2016, but I can't remember the last time that they played that much of a physical game and still had came back and were mentally strong. I mean, even Ruggs comes out, he's hurt. Finds his way to back. That impressed me. He came back in, and they found him and threw him. It was wide open. Edwards. Out physical the, de- the defensive player early on in the game. I agree with Link. He was he was getting outmatched. He was getting pushed around. He finally just said screw it, and he started and he started finding himself open. I mean, this team is found a way to win, and to me that that that's all that's on our coaching, that's on our development, and it only spills good things for this season. We could we you know one of the things that concerned me yesterday is not being able to run the ball. That that could be from you know bunch of different reasons why losing good is is, is scary uh you know but 
them being able to find going back, buttoning things up, and getting out there and finding a ways to be able to get, get down the field, score that field goal, score that touchdown, and win the game is, is extremely impressive to me. I mean, you had, you had Baker, who had two minutes against Kansas City and couldn't get up there and take that team down to score. Yet Derek yeah. Carr did it in 37 seconds, and yet he's still not good enough for people. I don't get it. I- I, yeah, neither do I, uh, Eddie, uh, in L.A., and I always appreciate the call. Uh, you know that. Uh, give us a call throughout uh, throughout the week this week. Look, I'm not comparing football to basketball. I'm not comparing Derek Carr to uh, Kobe Bryant. But I covered I, – I I've lost count in how many Laker games I've covered. Do you know how many times Kobe started a little slow, had a bad quarter, uh, couldn't, couldn't find the basket, only to get it going when it mattered to, to help the Lakers win the game? The Raiders didn't win in spite of anybody last night. They won because players stepped up to the moment and produced. You're not going to play perfect all the time. There are going to be mistakes. What you want, what you need, what you have to have is to be able to have a good enough team to overcome the flaw here, the bad throw there, the mistake there. That's what happened with the Raiders, and Derek Carr was a huge part of that. None of that happens. None of it without Derek Carr out there, unless you have somebody better than Derek Carr. And I challenge anyone, right, you know, uh, that, that's listening, that can hear us, to tell us, well, okay, who, who is that better quarterback and how are you going to go get him? If, you, if you're such in a rush to trade Derek Carr after last night, for who? How? Who are you going to bring in that's going to do what he did last night? I'd love, I'd love to hear it. So if, if, if anyone has any bright ideas, let us know. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Robert in Portland. How you doing, Robert? Oh, good. Hey, Lank. Uh, I just have to ask you this question. Um, I thought Calais had a hell of a game, you know, especially late when it got to be the chips on the table. Campbell's, he's always remarkable to watch. And, uh, you know, did you blame James a little bit? Or did you just say, hey, James is facing a monster? Give it to me straight. Well, what do you mean? I didn't blame James for that mishap. I blame James for miscounting the linebacker. Okay. I just wanted to make sure of that. Yeah. Because I just wanted to make sure the fans out there knew. So Campbell is just, he's a freak. Oh, he, he is. Six foot eight, what, 320 or something like that? Yeah, he's a freak. At a defensive tackle? Absolutely. I mean, he's just, he's been playing like this forever. And uh, I thought he almost won the game for him. If he had, you know, just think of the ball had been turned over on that. I just find the Ravens as a team that nobody wants to play. Let's face it. You have to. You have a guy, a quarterback that's impossible. To, you know, when if he's if he's on and he's throwing his passes complete, how the hell are you going to beat him? Because trying to prepare for the Ravens, Gruden said it best. It's a nightmare, and they had months to get ready for this game. And the team, uh, you know, had a lot of injuries. Thank God. Uh, Queens uh, going to be an All-Pro, I think. You know, Calais already is. And, I, you know, I love Williams. I, I think he's a great, uh, you know, he's just dominant in, in front. He, he stopped the run. That's why we didn't run the ball. They made sure we were going to have to pass. Isn't it as simple as that? And the Steelers are front seven or something else also. Yeah. So, well, are, so are they going to try to run or are we going to play the Steelers a little little like we did last night once we got our, uh, you know, once Carr got, figured, got things figured out? Well, I mean, it's a great call. Look, I, I, I have, I've always took my hat to the Ravens' defense. I even said it last night during the broadcast. The one thing I appreciate 
about their defense the most, and it has always been a pillar of consistency, is that they know how to tackle in the open field, one-on-one. You don't get many yards after the catch. You don't, and, and it's, it's synonymous throughout that secondary, everybody that's involved. You saw when the Raiders, when they isolated or they had man-on-man coverage, when, when Derek was able to complete the ball to receivers, they are pretty much brought down immediately. They're, they're, they don't, it's not a whole lot of yards after the catch. Um, so I support that. I mean, I, I definitely think so with that. Look, last night the Ravens were missing one of their star defensive tackles, Derek Wolf, Derek Wolf, who most Raider fans might remember from his days in, in, in the Broncos. Uh, and this is a formidable front. This is a physical defense that you will see in the playoffs because throughout the AFC challengers, throughout the AFC, Miami, uh, uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, they play physical in the secondary. And the receivers and, and Derek are going to have to get used to it. So going forward in next week, the big thing they've got to figure out is they've got to get healthy and figure out who's going to start, who's going to play on the front line. And they have got to get something healthy. They've got to do something healthy in the backfield because they need to have that balanced attack. The, you're not going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and throw 45, 55 times a game and only run it for 45 yards. It's, no, it's, I agree. It's, 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 not, it's uh, not going to happen. You've got to have more balance. So you yeah, know, they've got to get that figured out. Yep, they got to be able to run the ball, and a lot of that is going to be on you know getting Richie Incognito back, getting that line stabilized a little bit uh, in the interior, and kind of figuring out what's going on with the health of Josh yeah. Jacobs uh, and now uh, on, on Kenyon Drake. Uh, but not good seeing Josh uh, kind of like you said in the pain that he was in um, and having to deal with it first game of the season. It's just um, not not a good sign. We're going to take a break. We're going to get back get back uh, to uh, the calls that we have left. Just hang on. Uh, we're going to get to you. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajado Raider Nation Radio 920, 920 on a Tuesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. We are running out of time, but we're going to quickly get to some callers. Raider T, how you doing, man? How are you guys doing? We're good, Walk, man. Thank you. How are you doing? Nine after that, walking on cloud nine after that big win last night. It was awesome. It was an instant classic. I agree with the link on that one 100%. Um, hey, so I've got uh, three things for you. Number one, um, I'm definitely worried about the injuries on the old line, but the thing that worries me the most is I feel that if uh, Ruggs or Edwards doesn't step up to be that other option, teams are just going to clamp down on um, um, uh, Waller and on Renfro, that we're going to need to get somebody else involved. Otherwise, it's going to spell big problems for our offense. Number two, what I want to know is if you guys have heard any um, rumors or issues regarding Clee Farrell, because they made a big deal about him being a, a healthy scratch last night, and um, not that I thought he was going to be a starter, but I always thought he was going to be a solid rotation player for us. So that, that surprised me a little bit. And, and finally, number three, the whole Derek Carr thing again. I mean, come on. As far as I'm concerned, you've got um, Kenny Stabler, Jim Plunkett, and Rich Gannon. And after those three, it's Derek Carr, and it's not even close. I mean, number one, at the end of his career, he's statistically going to be the number one quarterback in Raiders franchise history. Number two, if the guy can get a Super Bowl ring, I think he's going to leapfrog Rich Gannon. Uh, uh, Derek has never had the number. He's got Waller, but he's never had the number of weapons that Gannon had, and he never had a defense that Gannon had. Um, So I think he's, not that he hasn't had any weapons, but I think he's been playing with a limited deck behind him. So 
I have nothing but respect for him. And if you want somebody else other than Derek Carr, because you think it's that easy to get a quarterback at his level, um, let's let's look at some of the names. We've got Rusty Hilger, Mark Wilson, Billy Joe Hobart. Um, let me see, David Klingler, Jeff George, Kerry Collins, Junk Marcus Russell. I mean, we haven't had a good quarterback other than those prior three that came before um, Derek. So it's not that easy. Look at the Broncos. For the last 10 years, how many first-round quarterbacks have they drafted and walked away from because they were busts? So I think you need to appreciate what we have. Quarterbacks like him don't grow on trees and be thankful that we have them while we have them. Even the rest of the league, the national commentators are talking about Derek Carr being one of the most underrated quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. And uh, just to clarify a point one of the other callers made, I was listening to Lewis Riddick, who did the TV broadcast last night. He did the NFL Live. He's a, uh, uh agent, sports agent, very insightful guy. He was talking about that play to Ruggs where Ruggs was pointing behind him, and he specifically mentioned that that was one of the few times last night that the Ravens ran a zone instead of man and that it was Ruggs that should have stopped in the zone instead of keeping uh, instead of keep running, uh, that it, Riddick was kind of pointing the finger at uh, Ruggs, not at Carr. Now, I'm not yep. saying Carr's perfect. Obviously, other callers have uh, indicated his shortcomings, and I don't think that he's an elite quarterback, but I think he's in that next level after the elite quarterbacks. And be grateful that we have him. That, that's just my take. I appreciate it, Raider T. As far as uh, um, Clee Farrell, uh, he's been dealing with a little bit of a back issue. Uh, he was technically a healthy scratch yesterday, but I think the back situation played a little bit into it. Uh, the Raiders want to get their, you know, their healthiest players on the field uh, as much as possible. Uh, but look for Clee to be back uh, in the swing of things. I would say next week because think about it. You know, uh, Gerald McCoy probably not going to be uh, there. It doesn't look like. We'll see. Uh, and don't know about Yannick and Gakwe. So, uh, and even if both of those guys do play, there's some injury concerns with both of them. So you're probably going to have to have uh, Klee out there um, uh, good to go. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Real quick, Raider 66, how you doing, man? Guys, how you doing? Uh, I know you're short for time. I had a lot to say, but uh, I'll, I'll go light here. Oh, the guy, the previous caller forgot about Daryl LaMonica. Anyway, um, yeah. uh, all day long I've been uh, hearing about people wanting to name the game. So I had a couple. One, because we uh, we thought we had the touchdown and then and then got it later. How about uh, Zeja Vu? And the other one is uh, people wanted a, maybe a gambling tie-in. So how about 7-come-11? Explain that a little bit. I don't play uh, craps, but I looked it up. On the first roll, which would be the first touchdown we didn't get, uh, after that, if you roll a seven or eleven, you automatically win. Well, seven is a Jones, and if you had seven plus Derek Carr, number four, you get eleven. So seven come eleven would be the name of the game. I like it. I like it. Uh, I want to say thanks uh, for the call, Raider sixty six. Want to say thanks to everybody that called, including you, Gangster Raider. You know that uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonster and Lincoln Kenny. Lincoln, thanks so much, man. Uh, I appreciate uh, all that you do. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's uh, do it tomorrow, before. bro. They like it. Yep. Thank you, bro. Absolutely. Uh, short week uh, here in uh, Raiderville, uh, but we like it. Uh, keep it coming. Uh, Demon Cotton, thanks for the outstanding job that you always do. You know uh, how we feel about you. Thanks to all the callers. Thanks to the listeners. We really appreciate it. We'll be back at it tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m.